Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red, and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, the Blackshirt Hour continues. Jay Moore with us on Hale Varsity Radio at jmore 44 It's where you find him on Twitter. You catch him on Big Red Wrap-Up, co-hosting that. Jay, camp is here. I know uh, you got a little grin to you about that. How are you? I'm well. How are you guys? We're good, man. Back from Indy, back from media days, the uh, unofficial kickoff to the season, and uh, things have slid just into camp. And a new chapter, man, with with Coach Rule and his expectations, and above all, uh, detail. Uh, That's what sticks out to me about Coach Rule. We'll get into a lot of things. I want to start off, though, and get your reaction about Miles Farmer, 11-game starter last year. He kind of had a nose for the football early in his career with interceptions and enforcing turnovers. A guy that's played a lot of ball in that back area. Yeah, not the news you wanted to hear going into the start of fall camp. I think there's a him and a handful of other guys are either dealing with issues or disciplinary or dis- disciplinary um, issues, but it's pretty black and white so far with Coach Rule. And, and to my understanding, is these are these is this is what expected of you. If you don't hit these expectations, you're out. I think I think you clearly saw that with uh, Coach Wager last week, and then and seeing him leave. Um, I think you've seen it so far with guys going into fall camp. We saw multiple guys coming to fall camp uh, suspended. It is very black and white. Uh, there's no gray area. You either you're in and you're doing the right things. You're doing the necessary things to be a part of this team and to make this team better. And if you're not, you're not going to be a part of it. And whether that's for a certain amount of time, uh, you know, kicked off permanently, but obviously the door is is open as well because you saw Anthony Grant kind of start off fall or uh, excuse me spring ball this this last uh, just a few months ago. Uh, I think he missed maybe a couple practices, but then he's back on because he got his you know his uh, school issues cleaned up. So uh, I have no problem with it. You know you'd you'd like to see guys who have contributed and who would probably start against Minnesota here in a few weeks be a part of camp day one. But listen, this. They cannot uh, – these are the necessary things you have to do to clean things up. If we're talking about accountability, if we're talking about doing your job correctly, if we're talking about the fine, small details that have honestly cost this, this football program 20 – I mean, I mean, what's the record, Schmitty, in, in what, seven and 25 in one-score games it's, in the last it, handful of years? We, we've tried to black that out, you know, like Will Ferrell <laughs> doing the debate scene in old school. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we've tried to but, black that out, but yes, I think right. you're, I think you're on to something. But taking care of the, the fine details, this, this is what turns that seven and 20-whatever record into, you know, 18 and, and seven. You know, whatever it is, you know, that's – that's the fine detail, and you have to 
when it comes to this level of football, the fine details matter. This isn't high school anymore. You can't get by on your athletic ability anymore. You have to do everything right. And that's, that starts from your academics. That starts from taking care of your body. That starts from being on time. That starts from uh, the X's and O's and being a good teammate. So I have, like I said, I, they have to do the necessary things because this, this, this football program has not met expectations that have been set and have been part of this state for decades, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he, 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 he hit the nail on the head last week at Indy. You know, we have to earn people's respect again. This, this program was feared at one time, but it's not anymore. And to get back to that, everyone has to be on the same page. If you're not, you're going to suffer the consequences. And it's pretty plain and simple. It's Jay Moore with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Jay, from a football sense, what is Nebraska losing in Miles Farmer? Should he not return to this football team or, or should he have a, a delayed absence from the team? He's a guy who started 11 games at safety and he's been on the field a ton during his Husker football career. From, from a, a defensive point of view, having that kind of guy at the back end is valuable to have. What do you think Nebraska is losing from a football sense with Miles Farmer suspended? It's simply, I mean, he's a really good football player. He's played early and often in his career. He's made some, you know, good plays. I, I, I vaguely remember, I think it was the COVID year, the first game maybe against uh, Northwestern. He made a couple nice splash plays in there as a, as a young player. You can't replace guys who have played. I always, I always say live bullet action, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, you can, you can simulate all you want in practice, but until you actually do it in a game against another colored jersey, another opponent, it's, it's just different. And he has, he has that experience to play back there in the second level, to play special teams, and to do it very, very well against an opposing team. And he knows what it, what it takes to get it done. So it's a hit. You know, I think you know, arguably this, the secondary might be one of the deepest spots on this team. So hopefully we don't – if he's not able to come back, if he is, there is some sort of delay, it's not felt too deeply into, this, into, the, into the secondary of this defense – but it's 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 going to take something. To, it's going to take some recovery to get used to because he's a good player. You can step back there. He, he is long. He's rangy. He is athletic. He has a body type that you just you just don't see. And that he has a he has an NFL type body back there to play in the secondary. Those guys are getting those guys are getting t- drafted in the first three rounds. Long, lean, athletic, can run, has good ball skills. Those you see those guys going all the time. Uh, you know, I don't. He his built is more of like a sauce gardener, just long and, and athletic. You know, and uh, I know he's he's played more of the safety role, not the corner like Sauce does. But again, that's just a type of body type that you see at the next level that you just can't go out there and just grab another guy and say, "Hey, you look just you look like uh, Miles Farmer. Let's go in there and do his job." It's just not that easy. So it's going to be felt if he's if he's not able to come back anytime soon. And they'll have to develop some guys here in training camp to step up and uh, carry that load. Jay Moore is with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And Jay, I'll get your thoughts on uh, one more comment that we got in from Rule today. You said practice done today in just under an hour and 45 minutes. What's your reaction to that? We were just talking last week about the grind of fall camp. And I think we can expect that those practice times will start moving up as the players get acclimated and ready to go. But day one, hour 45 minutes. If you were at Nebraska, what, what would that do to you and, and to the team being out of there in under two hours? Yeah, that's a rather short. I was I'm somewhat surprised. I wonder if that includes, you know, walkthroughs mm. or not. Is that total on the field time or is that walkthroughs and then they go into stretch, warm up, and then it's our, I don't know. But still, it's a very short time. Like I, I think I, I joked on here and it's, I wasn't joking. I was, it was a true story, you know, with Callahan. If there were, you had the days with one practice, you're out there for, you're on the field for over three hours. There was, 
there was you were there's no chance that you were getting off there in two hours and 45 minutes let alone an hour and 45 minutes but it's again you're kind of starting this process of what i think coaches can kind of especially new coaches you can kind of fall in that trap of trying to get so much accomplished but if they've done a good job through spring ball installing throughout the summer installing there's no reason you need to be out there for three hours doing things let's let's get on let's get on the field let's be efficient let's take care of what we need to take care of let's really you know keep the guys healthy keep them refreshed there's going to be times we're going to be out there longer. They're going to have scrimmages. They're going to do all sorts of things, live game simulations, getting ready for Minnesota. But it's day one. You, you don't, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a sprint. It's, it's, a, it's a marathon. They're going to get their, they just step foot on. And we always said the first day of fall camp is the greatest you're ever going to feel. So tomorrow, you're starting tomorrow, start, you know, you're never going to feel as good as you felt at the beginning of practice today. So it's just a grind. And I think he understands that. I know he, he preaches the recovery aspect. I think that's very important to him. And if you're, if that's important, you better implement it and preach it and be a man of your word. So I, 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 I have no problem with it. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm very jealous. Those hour and 45 minute practice, those, those are nice. Those are, uh, those are a good thing to have. And that's, you, you realize that as a player as well, your coach is taking care of you. You want to take care of him too. So what's the right amount here? What's the prescription, Jay, between getting your team absolutely physically ready and you beat the hell out of one another enough to be good Thursday night against Minnesota so you're not limping into that or mm-hmm. overexhausted, uh, wore out before you even hit the ground running with those two road games, Minnesota and Colorado, let alone what November holds for Nebraska in the Big Ten. Is there a, a right prescription? You know, I don't, I don't think there is. But your first day of camp, and, and again tomorrow, with no pads, there's only so much you can do. Sure. There's only so many things you it's, – it's more install, you're getting used to uh, where you're supposed to be at during practice. Just kind of knocking some of that rust off, getting your eyes back to keying on the right things from an offensive or defensive standpoint. But again, there's, like I said, it'll be probably the same amount. And then I think they can put the half pads on the third, third practice. I think they. I think practice. I think they have to do that for three straight days. I think practice six, they can have full pads, I believe, or maybe it's practice five. I don't. I know things have been tweaked quite a bit here and there, but you don't need to be out there killing each other for three hours in pads. I, you, they'll have some scrimmages. I think you can get in this day and age, you can get your 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 work done in two hours or two and a half hours and be very, very efficient at it. You just gotta under you just gotta have a clear mindset of what you want to get accomplished. And they do. They have their they have their practice scripts, they have whatever whatever they want to get attacked during that practice. And then if you need to change and adjust as you go, or maybe they're in a practice, hey, I don't know how like how this went. We're gonna restart this, or we're gonna do this tomorrow because this obviously didn't go that didn't went well the practice before. That's gonna happen. That's always gonna happen. But if you're trying to establish a physical football team, which I know he he wants you're going to have some nine-on-seven periods, heavy nine-on-seven periods that's run. You're going to have to have a lot of good-on-good, ones-on-ones, twos-on-twos, ones-on-twos, twos-on-ones type of scenarios. And, again, you're going to have to get some of those younger guys reps. I think he said in the, in the press conference after practice that, you know, the, the freshman young guys got 40 reps today. You know, that's, that's awesome to hear. You know, that's, that's a thing that uh, I, in years past, I don't know if that was um, if that was addressed, if that was – 
approach, but I know in his conversation with, with Tom that, you know, that's what they took pride in is back in, you know, the, the four station days of, mm-hmm. of the nineties, you know, was their, their younger guys got a ton of reps. They got a, just as many as the starters almost during practice, during camp. So uh, I think it's, it's always ever evolving, but I tell you what, you just got to understand who you are and what you want to be going into Minnesota. And you just got to stick to that process. And once the hay's in the barn, the hay's in the barn, right? You don't get, you can't ask for another day. You can't ask for another week to prepare. You can only prepare with what, with, with what you got in front of you. And that started today. And it's, it's a long process for these kids. And I'm excited to see them go through it and these, and through these next couple of weeks until August 31st. Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore with us here. Hale Varsity Radio on a Monday. We'll spend a few more minutes with Jay on the other side. Uh, more thoughts on camp and uh, what this team can be. Just day one, we understand. But good stuff from Coach Rule and Billy Kemp earlier. Also, Ty Robinson, his video up. And uh, check that out. I know he's, aside from the bed he's got to deal with, uh, itching to, to have a really winning season. I know Nebraska fans feel that way. More with Jay Moore on the way. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore's joining us. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Nick Henrich spoke today after practice. He's been through the adversity, had to battle back from a pretty rough knee injury, and he's one of those guys that have seen a lot of football part of those tight ball games that have gone the other way. What do you think about Nick this season and uh, his upside here? What can he do? What's his best football look like? Man, is, he's just a gritty guy, just a grinder. You know, he doesn't do anything super flashy. I mean, he's your, he's your stereotypical white linebacker, right? He's your, he's, he's, he's your high motor, high energy, uh, smart football player. You know, he, he's just, that's what it is. And it's because that's what I was. I can, it's, I laugh because that's just, that's what we, you get labeled as. And, uh, always got a great motor, that have. damn Jay Moore. You're correct. <laughs> right. And, uh, he's just a s- smart, and again, he's played a ton of good football. And that's, that's what you got to have. And I know this, I know this team is, is rather young from top to bottom, but he's a guy that you can rely on, an older player you can rely on to help bring along some of these younger players to help communicate a new system and be Tony White's kind of secondhand man out there to communicate the new three, three, five defense to all these, you know, younger or less, less, um, you know, guys who haven't played as much. Mm -hmm. So happy that he is healthy. I'm glad he's in the right mental state. A lot of times if guys haven't experienced injuries, which I know he has, they have a hard time bouncing back from them. I know he's had some shoulder issues in the past as well, so I know he's bounced back from those. So just a high character guy, you know, a guy you can you you can really rely on, play it day in and day out. He's consistent, and that's that's what you want. And that's consistency is is an awesome is a, is a great thing to have, especially in a program that's had a lot. I don't want to say turmoil, but some some change and and just hasn't been what it needs to be. Nebraska needs to become a, a more consistent program, and and it starts by doing the consistent things day in and day out. And Nick, Nick Henrich does that. He, he exemplifies that. And I'm excited to see him grow in this scheme and really play and, and communicate. And, you know, everybody has to kind of catch up and play at that same level that Nick plays at. So that's, that's a good trait to have. 
Jay Moore is with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio, and you can find Jay on Twitter at jmore44. And Jay, let's shift gears here briefly and talk about some comments in from Billy Kemp earlier today. He said, with the weapons that Nebraska has offensively and with the, the coaching staff that Nebraska has assembled, he thinks Nebraska has the potential to be one of the best offenses in the country. And I'll get your reaction to him saying that on day one of fall camp. Is that encouraging to you, or do you think that's a guy saying a little bit too much on day one and maybe making promises that, that could be hard to keep? Uh, it might be hard to keep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like it. I like the confidence. I like the – that's the new guy kind of coming in and – I know he spoke to the media before and during spring ball, but I think there's some abilities there. I think you got to stay healthy as offensive line. I think you better be able to run the football. And then you can start attacking some of these other plans to be one of the best offenses in the Big Ten and in the country. But we've seen some good offensive football here in the past. We definitely know what that looks like. But there's a lot of question marks going into into this first year to – to uh, make those type of comments. What is Jeff Sims going to look like? What's his offensive line going to look like? Can we protect Jeff? Can we run the football? Can we utilize all these tight end weapons we have? Who's he going to throw to at the wide receiver position? We lost some key, some key weapons there. So there's a lot of question marks going into uh, this first week and into game one to start making those claims. But that's just a, that's just a new guy. That's a new wide receiver. Just I, I don't have no problem with it. It's not like it's any bulletin board material. But I, I wouldn't go I wouldn't go that far uh, now. Give me give me uh, you know give me these first four games to to work through that to, to uh, decipher if uh, they're one of the best offenses in the Big Ten. Jay, let's talk dorm life. Uh, they moved in Sunday, and it's a little remember the Titans like where you're rooming with somebody you don't really know, and the pairings have been offense defense. And uh, one of the get your thoughts: A, do you think? And I didn't ask him this. I wanted to. I forgot to. Does Matt Rule have a lava lamp? That's kind of standard <laughs> with every dorm, isn't it? I mean, my crummy dorm had had a lava lamp. Uh, did Did you have a dorm? And did you have a lava lamp? I did have a dorm. I was uh, <laughs> I was tenth floor of uh, Harper my freshman year with oh there was probably another twenty eight football guys on that tenth floor. And uh, it was a week yeah, we had a blast. But I remember some of those late night fire extinguishers get pulled. You got to walk down 10 flights of stairs, you know, in the middle of winter. And all that was, I don't miss those days. But I, the doors are kind of fun. You know, I, I think I moved out a little early. I, I got a little tired of them. I got an apartment. But uh, <laughs> I think it's fun. I think I, th- I love that the fact that they're doing it. Uh, I don't, those beds, I saw those, the kind of the, the cribs impersonation that they did on on social media and those beds do not there's no way i mean i heard ty robinson talk about it like he's you know 320 and 65 like there's that has to be so uncomfortable for him they're hanging off the edge (laughs) yeah and uh but i i get it they're trying to build you know kind of camaraderie build the, the team chemistry which is very very important and you just he's got he's trying to switch things up because well, obviously what was working, or not, I would say working, what was being done the last four, five, six, seven, eight years was not working. So you got to do something different. We never sat, we never went to dorms when I was at Nebraska. We were always just were able to go back to our apartments, our townhomes, our duplexes, whatever guys lived in. And you just drove to practice every morning, got taped, went to practice, you know, got treatment, got cleaned up, 
you know, went back to your apartment, took a nap, came back, meetings, practice, you know, <laughs> get cleaned up again, dinner, meetings, you go home. And then, you know, you're falling asleep at 9 30, 10 o'clock, and you, you know, it feels like you've been asleep for five seconds, and it's 6 30, you got to go back to the, the stadium again. So, um, but it's cool. It's something different. Uh, the coaches are in there too. You know, they're living in as well, which I think is really, really cool too, because they could, they could say, hey, see, ya, we're going to go back to our, our cushy apartments or townhome, you know, whatever, or, or houses that we just moved into and, and enjoy it. But it's just, it's just as important to the, to have the team camaraderie with the players as with the coaches. So I, I love that, love that aspect of it. And uh, we'll see if it pays off. It, it's, it's, it's a fun idea. And it's not, it's nothing, uh, it's nothing new. I mean, teams have been doing this for many, many years. <laughs> There's going to be some, I got to imagine there'll be uh TikToks or they're doing I mean, from, from whatever i don't i don't those those were not the dorm rooms i stayed in i think those are <laughs> no like, you know, like selic or something like that those those uh i think they're at selic i'm pretty sure that's where all the smart kids stayed i had no <laughs> business stay, to stop stepping into those dorm rooms oh. when i was in college i know that for sure were you a selic kid me yeah no i didn't stay in the dorms okay no, no, I... Uh, but you could have. You could have I qualified for Selleck. I could have, but then I, I had my dad tell the university that I was living with him off campus. Wasn't true. I was living in a house. Okay. In a grand old time. <laughs> there. <laughs> Elijah's house setup's pretty sweet. I walk in, there's a 70-inch, and we're watching Bud Crawford. It's pretty good. It was, and uh, Elijah had the food, the leftovers, the chicken, the short ribs. Unfortunately, I was already full. Uh, we brought a gift of Jack Daniels. Mm. That I, was rent. I haven't cracked into it just yet, but uh, I, will come I hope not. <laughs> I should know that the house has changed. Well, I haven't seen you since Saturday night, so you're telling me the bottle's still alive? It's still alive, but get this. The house has changed since Saturday because yesterday, I got home from working a salt dogs game. My roommates brought home a dog. A second? Yeah, another dog. This dog is scared of its own shadow. We have to get the acclimation period down, but yeah. That was a shock to the system. Man, Gertrude uh, did not like the intruder. The intruder was there to steam clean Junior's carpet. It was mayhem. Uh, Jay Moore will finish out with this next. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore's joining us at Hale Varsity Radio. Jay, before we let you go, uh, a thought here with the report from Athlon per Barstool about the Big Ten expanding potentially this week. We've felt like Oregon-Washington could make sense at a reduced rate. But then you hear Florida State and Clemson. How's that grab you? Yeah, you've always, obviously with getting USC, UCLA, you thought, okay, who else in the Pac-12 are you going to pull from? Because the Pac-12, their days are numbered. Mm-hmm. This, this thing is, they're toast. So you, it makes sense. Oregon, Washington, you'd think Stanford would make sense. Uh, you you kind of go uh, Stanford, Cal type of deal would, would make sense. Uh, and then you uh, just assume that the the Big 12 would go pull from, you know, the Arizonas, Arizona States, uh, the Washington States, uh, Utahs. Because, mm-hmm. you know, with Colorado now coming back over, it just, it just all makes – that would make sense. But very, very inter- interesting with that – with the potential news with Clemson and Florida State coming over, it's it's just not, you know, the top. Obviously, it's coast to coast, but it's kind of from the 
what is it, the Mason Dixon line up, yep. you know, essentially talking geographically, but you're starting to creep below there and, and you're in the SEC territory, ACC territory, but that's just what the college game is going to become. It's becoming an NFL type of product. I, I still see that. I'll be interested to see as time goes on, if conferences will still exist or, or do you just eventually split all of them up just like regionally, kind of like mm-hmm. the NFL does. Obviously there's going to have more than 32 teams. You're going to have, mm-hmm. 60 some teams potentially that you're you're working with but i i just foresee that going forward just especially with the tv money you're just gonna land these huge huge multi-billion dollar deals with the cbx is the foxes the espns and nbc just like the nfl does and schools are gonna want that man they're gonna want instead of getting what 40 50 60 million bucks a year from the big 10 or acc network or sc's network in the hundreds of million dollars, you know, a, a year from these these TV contracts. So not surprised because I just think we're just it's college football is already a, a vast national product. It's just going to be even more of that without conferences. I, I just foresee that that coming someday. I don't know if it's going to happen in the next ten years, mm-hmm. but I just think that's it's it's inevitable. It's it's going to happen someday, and we're just starting to see it kind of piece together, you know, year by year. Well, you, you get Florida State and. You grab Clemson, they've been screaming about, all right, we're not getting paid what we're worth. We've been carrying the flag for the ACC. That could also put some pressure on Notre Dame because Notre Dame sticks in the ACC. Well, part of their path to the uh, playoff has always been able to, they've been able to take down Florida State or Clemson with a, you know, a, a quality win. And if that's not right. there, that's, uh, that's problematic. Bird, will get you run down next week. Thanks again for a few minutes today. Yep, you got it, boys. Always a pleasure. Love checking in with Jay Moore. Good to spend time with him. We'll try and run down Coach McBride tomorrow, see if we can move him to Tuesday. And Mitch Sherman will join us from The Athletic. Reminder, you want to get caught up on the show, or the segments you want to hear, or the entire show. It's podcast for you with Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and catch the video. Hail Varsity YouTube channel can rewatch on the Hail Varsity Radio Twitter feed and uh, more with uh, camp coverage in Nebraska. Coach White tomorrow. So have that for you. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Good to spend time. Hail Varsity uh, back tomorrow at 4 presented by Currency.